Hey guys, if you find that current events have made it impossible to just sit back and enjoy a movie, please know that we feel the same way. But if our show helps you escape for even a little while, then we'll know we did our jobs. Stay strong and stay safe, everyone. Movie series have become a very popular thing, especially cinematic universes. Marvel did it. They did a great job. DC tried it. Not so much. But something that's been tried and true for as long as I can remember, I mean, is trilogies. For some reason, major studios seem to believe in the rule of three. And for some reason, that is a magic number when it comes to deciding on new franchises. So today, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite trilogies. And let's just see where it takes us. Uh, who wants to go first? I just also like to mention that this is episode three, and we're doing three. No coincidence. Wow, what a coincidence! Oh well, no. we really didn't plan it. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, oh my gosh, things worked out like that. Yeah, interesting. You just thought it was an interesting topic to talk about. Tapos yon, nagkataon episode three. Trilogies. We're gonna call it trilogies. Just kidding. Anyway, never mind. That's not fair. I got to write this thing. Wait. <laughs> anyway. Okay, for that, start? Um, who's going to go first? Okay. I just want to get this out of the way because I kind of had a feeling, um, especially you two, you'd go all nerd on it and maybe talk about like the fantasies or the big comic book franchises or maybe like um very popular sci-fi series. So I just wanted to start it off to get it out of the way. My personal favorite trilogy is the Before Trilogy by Richard Linklater. Oh, that's it, nice. It's Ooh. it's so it's so girly, I know, but it's <laughs> so beautiful. It's, it's not girly. Um, no, not really. Not really girly, but it's very romance. That kind of thing, and I'm sure you guys enjoyed it too. I, if, if you uh, you guys couldn't see it, but Misha was reacting with his face, and he was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> "You can't no. hide that." I no, haven't I, seen the I haven't I seen the first it. one. I haven't what? Seen, I haven't seen the first one. What is wrong with you? I have to see it. I just haven't had the opportunity to see it yet. Same. The audience can't hear us judging you right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I it's, will. It's it's on my watch list. It's on my personal watch list. It should be. And, and it's weird how you started with sunset and midnight when you haven't seen sunrise. Yeah, that's kind of weird if you haven't seen how it all started. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, maybe you can go for a marathon. Yes, do that. Yes. So yes, anyway, yes. It's a whole stop talking about my backlog and let's start talking about <laughs> why why MJ likes this trilogy. Okay, so for good save. Um, yep. So it's before it started off with Before Sunrise and followed up by Before Sunset and Before Midnight. And it's just this beautiful love story of how these two people meet and just hit it off. And it's not like a lot of romantic comedies or dramas where there are so many things happening, like um, many conflicts will get in the way or many people will get in the way. I love how they just focus on the two and how things just go on from there. Because if you look at the trilogy as a whole, big picture wise, it's like really one long journey of a relationship. So in Before Sunrise, you have the meet cute and who mm-hmm, wouldn't want to mm-hmm. meet 
a very beautiful stranger while you're traveling on a train and you spend the entire day just talking to them and connecting. And it's just so magical. And you can just feel the sexual tension, especially that scene where they were just in the small space listening to a record. Sorry, Anjo, I'm not sorry about spoiling it for you because you haven't fine. seen the first one. No, I was going to say that I love that. I absolutely do. And I'd hate to be the poor asshole listening to this who's never seen it. <laughs> and job. So, yes, it's just mainly, it's one of those movies where they just walk and talk literally. So it's so, it so dependent. Well. Yes, they do it so well. The script is so good. And you could just see how the chemistry of Ethan Hawke and Julie Delphi just works. It's just fireworks on screen and how they just Ooh. bounce off of each other. And it's, it's I'm, I'm gushing talking about this. So it's just <laughs> like so centered on just the two. And it, like I said earlier, right? Like in romantic um, dramas or comedies, so many things happen. But this just really relies on the conversation. And this is what a lot of those rom-coms or dramas miss out on. It's just like so much connection just happens in those small random conversations. And it just captures the magic of it. And I love how Before Sunrise, like I said, was the meet cute. Before Sunset is where they further solidify the relationship. It's like, oh, I see you again after how many years and the connection is still there and it's still amazing and they still have those little nuances that you you probably if you're if you love looking at gifs on the internet or maybe <laughs> tumblr you would see those little moments where they're just like trying to not you know just keeping the, their hands to themselves because they just like alam mo yon yung tension talaga nandun eh. it's like oh i'm going to try to fix your hair no okay i'm just going to you know yung mga ganun lang na nuances sobrang kuhang kuha it's like really it's like a microscope onto the relationship and it's amazing. And tragically, before midnight is where all the problems come out. So when you're in a relationship for a long, long time, it's where the ugliness shows. You argue, you get insecure, you get jealous and everything. But that's really how a relationship goes. It starts off really great and you you know, get into the relationship. But at the end, it's just kind of... Well, they didn't break up, naman, but you could just really see how the relationship has grown old and so did they and it's just so beautiful and i have this conversation with a lot of people where um it really depends where you are what point in your life you're at and it'll also depend which one of the three you'll it will resonate with you the most because i feel like a lot of my friends who are single or still idealistic about finding love really love before sunrise or the ones who are in happy relationships or are still hoping, mga hopeful yung first two eh. But then, me personally, I I felt before midnight the most because when I watched it, I was going through the same thing uh, at the time. I watched that, that. That was very personal. I watched that when I broke up with my ex. <laughs> what the hell, man? What is wrong with you two? See? See? <laughs> diba? Ang sakit! Kaya hindi ko mapanood yung una. Uh, okay. Uh, so, and then what? Then you followed up with the next five, with the last five years. Yeah. Oh my, what? Oh God. But, <laughs> so yeah, parang, it, yeah, it still is in my backlog, but I'll let you finish. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to say that. That's why. Yeah. yeah. So it really just resonates with many different people depending on where they're at at their life. But so I kind of want to rewatch it again, like 
um, go through all the three to see which one I kind of um, relate to the most at this point in my life. Because when I watched Before Midnight, that was towards the end of a also very long relationship. And it was all so familiar and it was, oh God, it was... <laughs> but then, yes, beautifully written, beautifully shot, um, perfectly casted. And it's just... Yeah, I can't pick a best one out of the three because, like I said, it just really depends on where you're at. I love, I love that they're real, you know, yeah. that they're actual people. And what you said, absolutely, you're watching them as they go through different stages of their lives. They're, you're seeing them grow. You're seeing them grow together. You're seeing them grow apart. You're seeing them find the middle ground after disagreements and. And the way that each film was done, I mean, I, I think somebody can correct me on this, but I don't remember. Were they? Was it designed to have sequels? Because I, 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 I like how the first so. one. I don't. I don't think so. Diba? I don't think so. Because the first one, they wanted. They didn't tie it off with a bow, whether or not these two were going to have their happy ending. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I loved about the first one. Sorry, Anjo. Not sorry. But... It's okay. I'll let you but... have the floor. Go to town. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's you just love how it's so open ended, and mm-hmm. eventually, when the sequel came, it's like, oh my god, what's gonna happen after they see each other for after a long time? Oh my god! And, and then in was, the next one, you're like, oh, okay, oh shit. I see what happened here. <laughs> oh, I see oh, what shit. happened here. <laughs> Pulls a tissue. <laughs> oh no, it's still oh, no. happening. <laughs> yeah, so for, for for people who haven't seen it, they should probably know that each movie is set. Like years apart from the previous one, like the second, right. the second one. Um, the only thing that I knew from it, from watching it was that it was set ten years, pa, a decade after they met. Am I, I correct? Don't I don't remember the timeline, but yeah. um, it was a long time. Yeah, and then before uh, midnight, I think before midnight, as you mentioned, was set five years prior uh, after the, the second one. Five years, lang ba? It it felt like. Much longer because well I don't know they grew much All longer. Right. I'm gonna do due diligence gonna, for once. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna Google. Wikipedia. I'm gonna Hold Google. on. <laughs> Thank you. Each movie is set nine years apart from each other. Pala. Oh wow! Yeah. I just finished typing. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> and just, just really fast fingers. Ah <sighs> well. <laughs> <laughs> you would think I'd have something to say to that. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I can say about this trilogy. It's 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 beautiful. And I would recommend it to hopeless romantics out there, most definitely, or like even realists, because the realists would probably like before midnight the most. I think I think because coming from somebody who's only seen the two and they appreciated both movies like because they're uh both really good. I would back up Misha on his uh, on his claim on the how or sorry MJ on her claim on you know, on um how the little nuances they're so subtle but then you know yes. as, back me as, up too as somebody <laughs> sorry me you know how, no matter how subtle it is it's completely relatable especially when he, when I saw the um when I saw before midnight kasi magkasunod yan s'yempre kakabreak ko lang <laughs> so medyo medyo masakit <laughs> no period ko were you crying every, in the cinema and, uh, no, I watched it via DVD. DVD. I see, I see. DVD, DVD, DVD. Dude, I watched Before Midnight in the cinemas alone. And oh, oh my geez. God. And I was the only person in the row. It was so sad. 
But yeah. anyway, uh, I, I uh, was anyway. Just, it's the conversations and how they bring out the characters. Talagang fleshed out. It was so well thought of. In addition to the chemist, the great chemistry that they had, ang galing talaga ng exchanges nila. Yeah. Some of it was so subtle, pero ang laking, laking bagay. Laki ng impact, no? Even, yeah. Kahit, even just think yung mga nakaw na tingin lang, sobrang kikiligin ko. Parang, ano ba? <laughs> parang, ala. <laughs> oh, ala. Look, look, look. I think what I was <laughs> saying earlier <laughs> parang, is… Parang, ah, just kiss already. <laughs> parang ganun yung feeling. I like the fact that because they weren't planned to be sequels, I guess, because they didn't plan on having any follow-ups, that that it was okay. In fact, even worked in their favor that they aged into their into the into their the their characters in their later lives. It yeah. helps when you see them when they're young and idealistic, and then looking for something more long-term. And then you see them when they're they've been together a while, and you can see it in their faces. And their chemistry is incredible. I, I don't know if I you know. saw. Did you see the, the the they had a quarantine episode? They did. They did. They like, did. It's like three minutes. Watch it. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. I the should have seen them. that before. Oh, it, they, but, they did a quarantine oh thing. Yeah. It's cute. Galinga. Oh. Mm. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there goes my favorite trilogy. Um, another favorite of mine will probably mention be mentioned by one of the two gentlemen here. So, <laughs> we have which gentlemen? I agree with. Where? <laughs> Where? Where are you hiding these gentlemen? <laughs> okay, so oh. that's my favorite. Okay, and, that's cool. Uh, I can go next, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Uh, honestly, I'm so torn with what my favorite episode is. Uh, episode, sorry, trilogy is. It's okay if you're torn. Uh, this is how you feel. I'm 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 torn between Lord of the Rings <laughs> and and um, you're ashamed. Then, <laughs> oh, sorry. My God. Anyway, never before change. these guys start breaking out into song, talaga. So yeah, I'm torn Lord between. You never change. <laughs> oh my God. Real. Sorry. Okay. Go. Okay, guys, we're changing the episode into a Natalie Imbruglia. Okay. So anyway, yeah. I'm torn between the Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> and um, the Nolan Batman trilogy. Ooh. Okay. So both mm. were, I don't know, Lord of the Rings because, just because of its sheer epicness. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely. 17 years after the Two Towers ended, that that battle for Helm's Deep is still probably the most epic war I've seen ever in any movie. Like, I haven't seen anything that beat it. Uh, I, I don't know. Like it's just like there's so much tension, so much buildup, and the wor- how the world was built based on the book is probably one of the best film adaptations for for such an expansive book uh, book series. I mean, there's such a diverse list of characters, pa, and for you to be able to pick out or relate to every single one of them, I think Peter Jackson did such a good job of highlighting everyone, as opposed to in the books you're focused on a few lang, like probably. Frodo, Gandalf, and Aragorn. In the movie, you had, you, you know, you had Legolas, who was such was a support character lang talaga in, in the book. Or like Gimli, na talagang flinesh out ni, um, uh, the names of the actors, Orlando Bloom and, um, what's the name of that other guy? John Reese davis John Reese davis who fleshed out the characters so well. And to think even Boromir, you could relate to Boromir. Who died Sean the, Bean! Sean Bean, who, you know, sadly doesn't really make it out 
of any other movie alive most I, of the time. I don't think <laughs> that's a spoiler. I mean, he's Sean Bean. He's <laughs> <laughs> so, One yeah. does not simply mention Sean Bean. I, I I don't know. Like it's how how Peter Jackson did it was so good. And parang for for its time, like back in what two thousand and two was it two thousand and two when they first introduced it? Two thousand one, early two thousands, yeah. Or two thousand and one for the Fellowship of the Ring and two thousand and two for for the Two Towers. Yeah, I mean, like he he really did put some uh you know groundbreaking technology into play, like how he would use special or visual effects just to multiply that army of Urukai uh, marching towards Hell's Deep and how you could feel all the hopelessness uh, in that battle. That was just amazing work. I think because <laughs> like they spent years trying to adapt the, the book and they wanted to do it properly. They wanted to do justice to it. And they wanted to, you know, bring to life these things that people had only been reading for like the last 60, 70 years at that point. Mm-hmm. And some of the things also, that they came up with are just mind-boggling. Like the encounter with the Balrog is maybe a page or half a page at best in the book, right? But it's mm-hmm. like pretty much the finale of, of, of the Fellowship of the Ring. The, the first. So just the way they imagined to bring it into real life, however fantastical. I mean, I have a confession. I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. What? I had to be dragged kicking and screaming. I think my exact words with my cousins were, I don't want to watch some Dungeons and Dragons bullshit. Yeah, that's literally what I said. And it's not how, bullshit. But, how do your words taste? Real good? <laughs> yeah, it. So I went in the cinema. My world was changed. I went out. I got the books. I finished them in like a week. All, all four of them, including The Hobbit. So, oh damn! Yeah. It took me years to finish the Fellowship book. <laughs> I I, I've, I finished the books after watching the first movie, but I've read The Hobbit before. I love The so, Hobbit. At that at that the point, book. I love in the book. Time when that bo- the book was good. The book was good. Book was the good. Book. I love The Hobbit book. I re- <laughs> anyway, at that point in time when that movie came out, I had just finished The Hobbit. So going perfect timing mm-hmm. if The Hobbit was the prequel. So right. great. So. After after finishing the fellowship, I read the trilogy. You know, we I mean we all know that you know Tolkien loves describing things. You know, a description know. of a door would be a, <laughs> a description of a door would be would be like a paragraph or two, maybe or a page or a page. Oh, I will more time. I will spend more time describing things. <laughs> I I will see your door. And I will raise you because I was told telling MJ after she finished the Fellowship of the Ring, she's like, okay, should I do the two towers? I told her, yeah, if you don't mind 260 pages of how to walk through a forest. Because it really, <laughs> oh, yeah. it really is. But here's the thing. I was never bored because he wrote it very well. It's just if you're waiting for something to happen, you're out of luck. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much no, how it goes. But, you you gotta you gotta really enjoy the so, how it's written if you're so reading hearing the book. hearing hearing how we're describing the books yeah. compared to the movie. Can you imagine how Peter Jackson streamlined everything? Because not a lot of people who've watched the movie have actually read the books. That's if true. If you read the books, there's so much things going on that you might actually lose track of the story. That's true. So to be that's able true. to streamline everything that's happening into three different movies, it was just pretty amazing. Like even like the songs, I skipped a lot of the songs in the book. <laughs> you skipped yeah. some Bombadil? Just stuck with yeah, I did. Oh my god. <laughs> so, oh Bombadil. So, <laughs> 
So, so there. That's 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 pretty much why I I like the Lord of the Rings trilogy is one of my favorite trilogies. So I'm gonna move on to Batman, which uh, is gonna be easier probably no, for me to no, uh, no, it's to, not to, to explain. Okay, Maybe. fine. So, yeah, no, I, I want to hear. This. Ma- I want to hear. Okay. Because after the disappointing Batman movies, the two disappointing Batman movies prior to to Nolan's trilogy, but like, nobody ever thought that. You know, anybody needed a Batman movie ever again until Warner Brothers announced the Batman trilogy. You didn't like George Clooney's bat nipples? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just… No, not really. <laughs> so, not really. Okay, fair enough. Just, um, I'm just asking. Because at that point in time, parang, oh, Batman, cool. Again, parang, the, people have made so many movies and a TV show about Batman. Nobody… His story has been told so many times. What other story… Can be told. You know who all his villains are already. Kilala mo na arch nemesis niya. Yep. You yep. know. But what Nolan was able to do was kind of revitalize an origin story, which a lot of the writers in the comic books actually take cues from. Right. Can right. You imagine, true. Can you imagine the impact as somebody who's not even creating? I mean, somebody who hasn't even created his own character, but for a lot of the comic book or canon writers to pick up cues from you. That's so. That's that's pretty good. Because parang he brought so much characters into so many more. Uh, he brought so much depth into building the life of Bruce Wayne and Batman. You know, it wasn't really explored well in previous movies. What the relationship of um, to who Bruce Wayne was in relation to Batman. I that was except Keaton, probably except Keaton's movies. I'm just thinking about Kilmer and uh, and Kilmer and Clooney. nipple nipple guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> nipple guy, nipple dude. Because <laughs> Cuny refuses to acknowledge his credit. It's okay. Pattinson <laughs> refuses to do push-ups, so I think they're even. Oh <laughs> god! And then I think then because after he did the three the the three movies, inevitably it revitalized the superhero genre, or it kind of introduced the superhero genre. Because after that, na dunna na kaboom eh. That's the whole true. shared universe and everything. I think the whole superhero boom thing, I think we can do that for another episode. That that, that could be fun. (laughs) But we're not talking about that. So going back to Batman, it's probably the only um, trilogy na na superhero movie na consistent na magaganda yung mga characterizations ng supervillains. No, I I, I like Batman Begins. I love The Dark Knight. I can't stand The Dark Knight Rises. I just can't. Why? First off, you can't understand a word that Bane says. He just sounds like your kind old British uncle whenever he talks. Second of all, kind. <laughs> second of all, would you like some tea, Batman? That's what he sounds like, really. <laughs> a crumpet, perhaps. But anyways, <laughs> no. But let, let me get, get. I gotta get this off my chest. Okay, I respect that you love this movie, but I, I, I just wanted to burn the theater down after, honestly, because like. Okay, how does Bane take over this city? Because every single cop in Gotham decided to go into the sewers at the same time, not even leaving anybody to answer the telephones. As in, every single cop in Gotham is underground to be trapped on their own (laughs) with no food or water for the three months that Bane takes over the city. But they're fine when they come out. Loophole. They're fine when they come out. Okay, and how long? Okay, fine. Batman gets his back broken. Cool, fun stuff. How does he get it fixed? 
He gets it fixed Mystic by having doctor. some dude punch him in the back. That's how you fix a broken spine, by getting some dude to punch you in the back. And then for more therapy, you climb out of a 200-foot hole, but you have to fall a couple of times because that's how you learn how to get up. And then you climb some more. And then somehow, no, but that- somehow you get back to Gotham after, what, two, three months because you don't have your wallet with you. And instead of raising an army or whatever, the first thing you do is you paint a 20-foot-high bat symbol with gasoline on a bridge that you have no way of crossing because your plane is on (laughs) Gotham Island. I don't know how he got onto Gotham because Bane took out all the bridges. And, And you're telling me that Bane broke his back, took the time to bring him to the Middle Eastern desert, mocked him, went all the way back to Gotham to continue his plan of chaos. What were his people doing while he was gone taunting Batman? What were the cops doing in the sewers all together? They're like, hey guys, maybe it wasn't such a good idea we all came down here at the same time. He's just nitpicking. (laughs) I'm not nitpicking. It's a stupid movie. I liked it. At least I enjoyed the characters, actually. I never thought I'd be that invested in in the villains of a superhero movie, but... I think that Tom Hardy did a really good job of doing it because he still looks so intimidating. You know, the expressions that he was able to bring out of his... Even he admitted he was hard. it was hard for him to talk, that they had to dub over that thing. No, they didn't. That's Peter, why it sounds like I mean, shit. They let him... They, they, they used the audio as is because Chris Nolan thought it would no. be more real. They could have dubbed it over like with this? some threatening thing. Ooh. Right? That's it's probably the only... One of the things that I like most about this. I supposed to... The other Batman movies are para, oh, cool, he has gadgets, but they have no reason for them being able to work or how his equipment functions. This movie kind of explained everything. Yeah. Lucius Fox. They did a good job of grounding it and explaining things. Yeah, that was cool. I, I yeah. love that. I really did. That yeah, was, that- this is like, this, that's the one thing that I like in this trilogy. Nothing was, you know, nothing was so far out of reach. Like even the, the Tumblr, like what it was built for, what it was meant to be. There, there was a reason for it. Parang, oh, why, why did Batman choose that? Because it looks cool. But there's actually a reason why he chose the Tumblr to be his Batmobile. Kasi parang, it's a cliff jumper. It's supposed to build bridges. It's functional. It's used for combat. That's pretty cool. So there's a reason for his tech also. I like it. Which, like, which, which adds to his character. He's not just some random rich guy who can like afford any... Any yeah. car, so you could like really see the depth beneath it. Because like, yep. yeah, before this, everybody was just like, "Oh, Batman's just a rich guy." Mm-hmm. Well, he not, well at least for the movies, because of I, course I'm, they go I'm, in depth in comics. But yeah, um, for the movies, parang oh, la lang superhero lang. But then yeah, this really gave depth to yeah, so in, many things in comic books. You can actually afford to take time to write these things on a monthly basis, and you have readers who follow it for years. It's a movie you literally mm-hmm. have an hour and a half or an hour and a half to two hours to explain everything. And Nolan was able to do it the right way. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's because Chris Nolan, he didn't really want to make a superhero movie. He just wanted to make a good movie, you know? So yeah. he took that yeah. kind of yeah. grounding and that kind of um, real world logic and he applied it. And it came out yep. great. It really did. I just don't like the third one. Yep. <laughs> I really like the third one because of Bane. I enjoyed Bane in this movie. <laughs> I'll get you a mask. <laughs> well, a lot of people have masks now and it'll be easier to talk like him, so… That is true. Oh. <laughs> no, brother. I would have to 
to agree with the Lord of the Rings, though. If you okay, let I'll give I'll give Anjo this challenge. Just pick one. Lord of the Rings. Lord okay, the Rings. there you go. There you I go. I love Lord of the Rings. That's amazing. Because <laughs> after yes, saying after after te- after saying palang why I love Lord of the Rings. Ah, okay. <laughs> Yun palang eh. Helms deep. Yeah, Helms man. deep. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. And it's also one of the trilogies that's really consistent because a lot of trilogies have ups and downs. So some some good movies, uh, some trilogies have really good first movies or maybe a meh second one and a better third one or it zigzags. But Lord of the Rings was consistently good. All three. All three. Like, yeah. my goodness. They were all good in their own way. Different part of the story, but all each uh, as an individual movie still really highly rated. Yeah. And I also Amazing. want to highlight parang Peter Jackson for his time like strong women. Especially yeah. that scene that AON scene I am no man. Remember I that? I am no man. When she, when she kills the witch king and she goes My like God. I am no man. She takes off the helmet she goes like I am no man stabs him through his head. Wait a minute. That was so her. cool. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I keep getting her wait she's not gone girl is she? Because I keep getting no, them mixed I keep, I keep getting them mixed no. up. I keep getting them mixed she's up. She's the She's, she's Aunt Zelda from the new Sabrina series. Right, right. Thank you. Thank oh, you so that. much. Her, okay. Miranda right. Otto, yeah. Right, right. Okay. Gone Girl is a Bond girl. Um, Ooh, I friends. can't remember her name though. <laughs> no, I think… Wait, I think… Frost. Something Frost. in Miranda. But Bond wasn't that one Miranda, Miranda Otto? Frost. Miranda Otto? No. Okay. Um, cool. Miranda Frost was played by uh, Rosamund Pike. There you go. Right. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. So, Misha, what's yours? Huh? I don't know how to choose. What the hell, man? You <laughs> up, no. I, I know. I will guess. Was it, is it? Is it? Is uh, it? No. Back to the Future trilogy. Yes, that is, is it. it? Cause, it's because, like, okay, <laughs> the thing is, right? Like, nerd. Bear with me. Bear with me, huh? Okay. The thing is, like, everyone expects me to choose Star Wars. But even yeah. I will admit that Return of the Jedi has severe story problems and dialogue problems. Oh, mm. we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a bit. We'll get to that in a bit. But but for Back to the Future, walang patapone. I mean, like you could watch the whole thing, and even if they swear they didn't plan out two and three when they made one, they hold together so well. It's impossible to think they didn't just shoot them all back to back to back. But apparently, like they shot one and two so far apart that Michael J. Fox had forgotten how to skateboard, if you can imagine. <laughs> so it just holds together so well. I mean, it's the story about… He couldn't skateboard in the second movie because he had a hoverboard. Man. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> 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 but like, they really… As narratives… They really, really hold up. And except for some spotty blue screen at some point, you know, um, you could put them up, you could put them on the big screen now. You could put them on the big screen now. And and it all came from just that insight of the producer where he was like looking through his family stuff in the attic and he found his dad's yearbook from high school and he looks through the pages, he sees his dad, and he's like, My dad's such a dork. But um, I don't think I would get a. I would. I don't think I would have gotten along with him if we went to school together. And then that was it. He just wrote a story out of that. And never mind that you know our hero's mom tries to sleep with him. And um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. But she yeah. didn't know. She didn't know. <laughs> to be fair, it was good writing because she didn't know. <laughs> 
But, mm. yeah, but even something like It's just kind of gross. Yeah, it is kind of gross. But even something like that was handled so well. If there is a proper way to handle your mother 50, 30 years in the past trying to come on to you, I don't know. But, you know, mm. um, even some things like just the continuity and the casting and the themes and the acting, even the music. I mean, I this is one of those trilogies that really holds up both thematically, narratively, and even as taken as a continuous viewing experience. It just feels like one long movie. And I mean that in the best possible way. Like like Lord of the Rings. Especially two and three. Especially two and three. <laughs> because Especially they shot, two and three. Because they shot them as one movie. <laughs> but still. <laughs> but um I, this is Robert Zemeckis, right? Yeah, uh, Robert yeah, Zemeckis. Right? And he's got it in his contract with the producer. Nobody can make a remake unless the two of them say yes, which means there's never going to be a remake, which I think is for the best. They did a reunion recently with the main cast and with the producers and the director um, on Josh Gad's um, web show. And it was fun. They're all just happy to talk about it and see each other. And they all genuinely seem to have had a good time making these series, the series, making these movies. They just look so happy. I think, I think it's a good call that that they don't. I mean, like it's a tall order just to be able to make, remake the entire series. It's, there's just so much. I don't know. It's just so so iconic. Everything the characters are so iconic. How how they were written, how they were portrayed, was was really good. I mean, I don't think anybody can match the portrayal. And back for its time back then, I don't. The vision alone and this, for that story for that movie was just unparalleled. But you know what's time. funny is like even kids now watching it, they they love this movie. They don't care that it's outdated or anything like that. They get what the story is about. And if you really want to yeah, get it, technical, it, if you really want to get technical about it, I mean, if you went back the same number of years that Marty went back from eighty-five to fifty-five, a remake would have to be set in nineteen ninety at this point, thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> We're old. Yeah, I know, right? What the hell? I just turned 22, guys. You Whatever. did no such thing. <laughs> does your wife know this? <laughs> <laughs> of course she does. <laughs> I'm going I'm to wait Benjamin for the buttoning. I'm going to wait for the inevitable backlash. <laughs> oh god. Uh, you fool. But like I mean, when you ask to come up with like a favorite trilogy or whatever, like what really stands up, that that's the one I have to give because that's the one that from start to finish, well, you you can't. There's nothing to complain about. <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. And the yeah, before, but Andrew and the already took that one. I know Sorry. when Andrew called dibs on Lord of the Rings, I was like, Damn wait, it. <laughs> you do <laughs> Lord of the Rings is so good, Cassie. It's so yeah, much. Yeah, it you really know. was. Yes, I have I have friends who rewatch it every week. You're serious? Oh, every, wow. uh, every yeah, like I can't even do that. But I have a friend who who just watches like two towers every week. I got a friend who cannot deal with sci-fi, fantasy, superhero, all that stuff because he has no suspension of disbelief whatsoever. But he knows Lord of the Rings by heart. <laughs> it's because he loves those Aww. fucking movies. No, because it's so good. Like especially when they form the fellowship and the relationship. How they evolved the relationship together. It was so good. When I mean, Bilbo like, makes that face. Oh, oh yeah. God. Still scares me every time. <laughs> when Galadriel makes Like you know it's coming. When Galadriel makes no, that face. You know it's coming. But then Bilbo, when, when it happens, it's still like… Ah! Like, Bilbo didn't from? scare me so much. What Bilbo scared Bilbo didn't you? scare me so much. Pero Galadriel was like… Wah! 
Yeah, that was messed <laughs> like, up too. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, yeah. And can can we just talk no, about Elrond for two seconds? Like he's the only ugly elf. My God, you're so mean. <laughs> it's true. What? <laughs> he's not ugly. How dare? Look, How everybody dare you? else, everybody else is immortally young, beautiful, in the peak of physical condition. Any one of them could be more. I love Hugo Weaving. Except for Elrond. Um He's not ugly no man. I, mean, I can't not say pretty. the same for the Hobbit movies, though. Dude, when like you go Olaf's to the Hobbit movies, you see Elrond to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Which is God. funny but, though. No, like Legolas's <laughs> oh, dad, make- he could make shampoo commercials. That's how pretty he was. Lipe, Lipe, right, right, right. Everything yeah. he did was beautiful. Lord of the Rings is the reason why whenever I play D and D, my usual character is an elven archer. <laughs> mm. No, because I mean, like the action sequences of an elf in a bow and arrow. I mean, before this, but ah, bow and arrow useless weapon. When you watch the action sequences. Of Legolas, you can you, you can Boom. buy it. You can buy That's it. So freaking badass how he did it. Absolutely. Until I saw until I saw that really bad Robin Hood movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure you didn't mean Robin Hood Men in Tights because that was awesome. That Not, is awesome. The, the, this is the most <laughs> the Robin Hood movie with Jamie Fox in it. There you go. The one that was trying to be the Dark Knight. Yeah. He was basically. You the, have to admit the action sequences are so good though. Yeah, movie. but then his friend became Two Face. I don't remember. It was really I just bad. Watched it for the it, action it was sequence. really bad. I really just watched it for the action sequences. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Gande. But when you yeah, talk, so, you were yeah. mentioning Legolas. You're, are you in love with Legolas? Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, my favorite character is Gandalf. So Gandalf, Gandalf actually would so go cool. for you. Oh, God. What? <laughs> no, I mean, Sir Ian really? McKellen. So, so Ma- <laughs> Magneto. So Magneto. Magneto can. Oh, kidding ka naman. <laughs> you would accept Sir Ian McKellen. Wait, so okay you cannot lang. say yes to Magneto, but no to Gandalf. I was I wouldn't say no to Gandalf. He's magical. <laughs> Tanong, gray or white? White. Racist. No. Wow. <laughs> no. Because he'll be at his peak oh. as Gandalf the White and not as Gandalf the Gray. Oh, that's another amazing thing about this trilogy. How he never manages to get... Well, he did maybe just a little dirty, but like he's still immaculate. Gandalf the White still like apparently glowing. Damn right. I think the dirtiest I've seen him was just when his hair was all over his face while fighting. I know, right? This was so cool. Like this wizard's so cool. He has a freaking magical staff and a sword. And he rides into battle with it. Gandalf's awesome. Are we all going to have to change our vote to Lord of the Rings by the time this episode is done? I think this became a Lord of the Rings tribute. <laughs> In a way. I think no, we all agree wait, on that. Wait, that one scene that I have to talk about. Yes, yes also online. Yeah. Oh, also Josh Gad's um, show. Mm-hmm. Josh Gad, by the way, can pass for a hobbit. You're so mean <laughs> to Olaf. True. No, look at, look at, look at, just look at it. He looks like a hobbit. That's true. He kind of he looks like a hobbit. In. I mean, like, Josh Gad is great. <laughs> I mean, I love Josh Gad. Did so well as uh, as um as uh, Olaf Le- and you know. Lefu. He could he could probably pass off as like one of the Gamgees or something. Yes, <laughs> like Sam's cousin. He'd be like that cousin that Sam no, doesn't I, I, like. I actually think that <laughs> I actually think that um he can be a tuk. Oh, uh, uh, tuk. But, <laughs> but of a tuk. you know what's funny? Like when you're watching, I mean, the thing about Legolas, since you love him so much. Um, 
because he was in The Hobbit, he's got that same reverse aging <coughs> disease as Breaking Call Saul, where everybody Ooh. in the past yeah. looks older. Yeah. And did you notice <laughs> they changed his eye colors for this movie? You're oh, serious? Let's put on some contacts on. Yeah. Watch The Lord of the Rings. He had brown eyes in the Lord of the original in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah. Watch the Hobbit trilogy. He has blue eyes. What? what the fuck? Something, something is so weird. Aside from him looking more gaunt than he did, because he's older. No, I thought he looked. He, I thought you know, he looked plumper. Did? But his face looked so gaunt. But his cheeks were like I don't know. Like he was like more filled in. He was so skinny in the old ones. It's just so sad how we can go from the Lord of the Rings being one of the best trilogies ever, and then you see The Hobbit, the prequels, and they're one of. Uh, would, would you say the worst? Because we really hate the Hobbit trilogy. I coming mean, that's from somebody we, who's read the books, it's so bad. Not the yeah. worst, but one of the worst. Because one of the worst. What the hell? They, you have this beautiful book. And it's perfect as just one movie. It, it would have been so tight, so good. Title of your sex tape. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> they had, sorry, they had to stretch it out. <laughs> sorry. But they had to stretch it out to three movies, which was so unnecessary. And yeah, they dragged it on. So many additional details can, can and I, so many new characters you don't give a fuck about. Yep. It's like, and how did this suddenly… It. A love story pops yeah, exactly. in out of the blue. Like, what the hell? She and probably wanted to force that love story. She didn't even yeah. exactly in the books. I, I and had you to put read Legolas up. in. You, you put Legolas into that trilogy and make him an asshole. How dare you? <laughs> he was privileged. It's a travesty. Younger and privileged at that time. No, you do not paint him <laughs> as a villain like that. Uh, so it's just like, like it's just like Zachary Levi mode again. No, no, actually, it's not, not really. It's, not, really. It's not really. But I don't know. It's just, I don't see the connection. Yeah. Of, like the, the character development of Legolas from, let's say, the Hobbit movies. How did he become the Legolas in Lord of the Rings? Parang, may disconnect talaga. May disconnect talaga. It's like it, was, it could have been an, a different character. They just put him in just for the sake of having somebody we recognized. Yeah, but and the, even the action sequences weren't that great. The parang that one that one part where he was running on falling rocks. Like I know elves are light footed, pero come on. I, I have a confession. Rocks. I've what? never I've never seen the third one. Okay, lang. I saw okay the lang. third one. <laughs> I saw the third one in the plane. Right. I didn't even bother to watch. I watched the first one in the cinemas. I forgot where I watched the second one. Or maybe I did watch it in the cinemas, gave it a chance, but I didn't give it a chance for the third one. But I watched it in the plane in this teeny tiny screen in front of you, like in the back of the seat of the person in front of me. But it's like, oh, it's fine. I didn't miss much. It's uh, like, okay. For- uh, I watched it in the plane and I didn't want to watch it in a bigger screen because I was okay. It's like, okay, I just watched this for closure just yeah. to see how it goes. But you have no, de- I had no desire to actually see it in its full glory. It's you didn't like, want oh. to be judged for watching it. I not di naman. <laughs> I, I could have been. I could have, been <laughs> I could have gone all martyr and been like, oh, I'll see it in the cinemas for closure. But no. no. But I no, saw the I saw the last two at home. Uh, after the first one, so I am gonna. Sad. But here's the thing, like yeah, parang I didn't think I needed to spend money on it anymore. And it could really just have been one good movie. 
Really? Also, also, the most entertaining thing I've seen from those movies is actually watching the behind-the-scenes footage of um, Benedict Cumberbatch act as smog. Probably the most entertaining thing I've seen out of all those movies. Not even the whole movie. It's just really the behind-the-scenes footage of him portraying smog. That was probably were, were you watching it? Were you watching it for you know directorial or acting reference or for a marital aim? No, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> No judgments. <laughs> He's also no, considered to be an attractive no, man. I, 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 I just, you know, I, I just wanted to see how he was able to portray him, like you know, because it's motion capture, uh, which Peter Jackson also utilized really well in the first trilogy. Right. It was good to kind of see it again right. for for the Hobbit. Uh, it was just different because the scale of smog is so different from the the, the lead characters, the protagonists in the movie, compared because it. Prior to the piece, on the parang it's it's really just Gollum. Here he had to work with several things, with the uh, smog being one, then the dwarves, and then the hobbits. So I guess it was also for technical references, just to see how he does it, how he did it. I like if I needed to use it for one of my uh, corporate shoots, <laughs> <laughs> right? If ever they need a dragon, you're set. Yeah, <laughs> if my budget, yung client. Pero wala. So like <laughs> the first Hobbit, the the first Hobbit, I kind of liked it as an opening, and I was genuinely interested to see where it would go. And the second one was just stupid fun, and I think that's why I didn't watch the third one because I was laughing because it was so stupid. Like when they were with the barrels on the river and Legolas was bouncing up and down like a cartoon character. Oh, that was that. Barrel in the river part was fun. It, it was like stupid fun where you could imagine <laughs> everybody fun. just yeah. smiling while shooting this because they know it's so amazingly ridiculous. But for me, that's never what Lord of the Rings was. It was never ridiculous. So it was just, mm. dude, there was just a disconnect. And then I heard that Smog dies like five minutes into the third one. So I was like, okay, then I have no reason to watch the third one. Desolation of Smog, sure. But then he got desolated in five minutes. <laughs> oh! Ah, okay, was that. Thank you, roll credits. <laughs> but I got a surprise for you. There are also extended versions of these three Hobbit movies. Uh, why? <laughs> As if you had to extend it even more. It was already extended in Napa- the first place. Napa- <laughs> I, then just, just to paint a picture of how bad these movies were made, Ian McKellen... Ian McKellen have a breakdown on set while filming this. Yeah. Right. I didn't hear about this. Oh, yeah. What was that the was cheesiness. Sobrang kawawa siya. Because like he couldn't deal with okay. the amount of like green screen and shit. Somebody who's classically trained. Yeah. For somebody who's classically trained, who loves working, who feeds <laughs> off of other people working with him. That's just siguro nakasira ulit. It's also probably why Robert Downey Jr. doesn't like filming those helmet sequences for Iron Man. You, you know how like in the original... Lord of the Rings, they built everything, right? And sometimes they'd build half a set here. They'd build half a set six feet away so that the people in the, on the six feet away shot looked smaller than the guy in the foreground, right? Because the camera has no depth perception. Mm-hmm. A 2D camera, they film scaled, camera. They scaled sets, right? But for this new one, for The Hobbit, because they were in such a hurry and because the 3D camera would pick up that trick he had no choice but to go green screen. So Ian McKellen was talking to himself a lot of the time and he just broke him. Like they had to build Aww. him. They had to build him a tent with a record player and some nice some nice alcohol, some magazines just so he could relax on set. 
as an apology. I would do that for Ian McKellen. You would do. We <laughs> would, would do anything we've for established Ian McKellen. We would do many things so I for love him. Ian McKellen. Uh, <laughs> I love Ian McKellen. I love Ian McKellen. No, but the reason why I love Ian McKellen was because primarily of Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He's awesome. But He's amazing. Then, then I actually started researching what his body of work was, what films he's done. That's when I started watching his older movies. And he's one of the few good things about that whole first X-Men trilogy. He Him was. and Patrick Stewart. But everything else is like… <laughs> Bickering like an old married couple. From, from one bad trilogy to another X-Men… Bleh. Sorry. <laughs> I have a question. Okay. Mm. Where would you put the Matrix trilogy? Would you file it under good garbage. or would you file it under bad? I would put it in the garbage. I would, I would file it under watch the first movie and forget the next two ever Yeah, happened. there's no trilogy. I would go with MJ. I also would go with MJ. There's only one Matrix. I would go with MJ. <laughs> it's also kind of like Mean Girls 2. It never happened. There's if a Mean Girls 2? Yes, there is. Directed so video. It doesn't count. Well, yeah, it was… Yeah. Thank God there wasn't a third one anymore, but mm. okay. Something we've talked about earlier, and the question we want to raise is if do, does it count as a trilogy? Because the trend now is that you have these franchises, but then usually the last movie they would split into two. We have the hung, uh, the Hunger Games trilogy, which was like four movies, but then it was a trilogy as as books, but they split the last one into two. So does that count? Kind of no, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> no. If we're talking about books, yes, but uh, I don't movies, know. But it's no. a tr- it's a trend now. Like even Twilight did that because you get to make more money done. by putting two Harry movies Pot- out. Because Harry Potter did it. Yeah, or the you can de- you can defend Harry Potter because there there was just so much happening in the seventh book that they actually had to do that. Yeah, but it suddenly just became a trend just for the heck of it for more money, probably. Yeah. Probably. For I, I don't know, Hunger Games. I've never read the book. Twilight. I tried reading the first book. Gave up after the first chapter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe the- I spent money on this. Wait, you bought it? Because <laughs> my friend said it's a good book. I was like, okay, without knowing what it was, you know. But okay, so I'll buy it. Because my friend, like, I trust my friend's book selection. <laughs> I didn't know that she was actually prone to these kinds of books then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you know now. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm a fan of Chuck Palahniuk. You know, the guy who wrote Fight Club. He did not it was write Twilight. He did not write Twilight. It, <laughs> so this is me not doing my due diligence <laughs> on, my, on book recommendations. So I did not know that my friend was susceptible to those kinds of stories as well. That's why I bought the book and tried it out. Like, I had a first chapter. Spent 700 bucks on this thing. You know, oh my for, god, I forgot for how a, expensive it for was. For a college Jesus. student. For a college student, 750 bucks was like, that's a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a lot of money for, for a college student. And then to only read the first chapter, it's like, tapos, what the heck? Ang ira, ano klaseng libro to? I think I got eight Sorry. pages god, I in and I gave up. I just gave up. I couldn't. I gave up too. I, I, I just, up. thank God I just borrowed it because it's like, bleh. but I was able to stomach the first movie. But I didn't watch the Which the fans <laughs> hated. I offended many well, children by laughing my way through the, way, the first movie. The director of the first movie, um, she's an indie filmmaker. I think um, she was 
She directed Lords of Dogtown, which was a really good hey, that was skateboarding good. movie. That was good. That's it was a really good, good movie. I don't think her style really translated for that kind of movie. Did she only? Or it's just the, first the kind one? of material you can't save, even if you put it into another format, which is a movie. So it's just the yeah. <laughs> sparkling vampires. What the fuck? Have you Anne ever Rice's seen it? Work was Has... undone by Wait. Stephanie Mayer. Have you ever <laughs> seen Twilight on local TV? Press. Are you are you talking about are you talking about the dub version? Oh on, yes, oh on yes, local network. Oh yes. <laughs> Wait, no, no. You have to tell us about this. I got it. Okay, okay. Picture this, right? So ibig sabihin isakang sabihin mo isakang isakang vampira. Vampira. It's so bad. Wait, uh, so bad. what is what what is werewolf in Tagalog? I don't remember. It was probably oh, werewolf. It, it was probably werewolf. Taong or taong lobo ba? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't remember. It was so bad. I don't know. Oh, taong aso ba? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I had the same feeling I as when know. the Ninja Turtles. Tara na mga dudes. Diretso na tayo sa Imbornal. Wait, that's not how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why do I watch Hero Channel? Never again. <laughs> I think it's just, oh my it's God. just it's a language thing. Some things are just not meant to be translated. As, yeah, as, yeah. Okay, so talking about trilogies again. <laughs> Bill and Ted just released their third movie. Oh yeah, it's oh, the, sorry, trailer, the trailer. The trailer of their third movie. Okay. Yeah, wh- uh-huh. What did you think? I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that, honestly. Because... I am I like excited. The first two. I enjoyed the first two. Dude, movies. the second one is a work of art. It really is. Bogus Journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But oh my I God. don't know. I didn't. I mean, I like seeing them, but the trailer, they just look old. Like old and it's like it's like they're pushing it, but I'm just for the sake of it. No, but it's interesting to see how it goes. For me, like, how many years has it been since the second movie? 25, 30, I don't know. Three decades, maybe. And then just to see how their characters are after so much time, why they've lost their fame is also interesting. Yeah, but why are they still talking like teenage morons? Exactly. Like, how their character grows. I'm doing air quotes now. Or doesn't. (laughs) or Or don't grow. But I have a feeling it's just mostly for fan service lang talaga because there's been such a huge demand for a third movie for this. But so, Keanu was doing so well. Just, you know, yeah, John Wick. I think, I think <laughs> Keanu can do no wrong at this point anymore. So we have to give this thing yeah. a chance. Like, yeah, people, people, yeah, people just love him so much right now. And it's, uh, I guess they're milking the whole Keanu thing right now because he's one of Hollywood's most likable people these days after John Wick, after um, Always no, Be My Maybe even. I think the most, maybe the, the, the thing that I would say he did wrong probably was 47 Ronin. Oh wait, was it 47 Ronin? Yeah, yeah that, that was kind of bad. That, that was kind of bad. But I could forgive him for that. Because, because of John you know, Wick? No, because of John Wick and it's Keanu Reeves. Oh, the that's nice, another good nice trilogy game. though. What you're Dark in you, so you're in yeah. love with It Keanu? won't be a trilogy soon though. Just don't oh, yeah. don't at make this, the mistake. At this point it is a trilogy. Don't make the mistake that my girlfriend and I did where you watch one and two in the same day and then you watch part three the next day. You will be exhausted. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you'd be like, 
No not, more killing, please. Not as, Do something not, else. Not as exhausted as <laughs> wa- watching Twilight because your wife wants to watch the series. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's yeah. gonna get yelled at. <laughs> she's. Oh man. Yeah, she's. <laughs> uh, she's staring at me now. You're in so oh. much trouble. I saw, it was nice knowing you, Angel. It was. Books are much better than the movie. She says the books are better than the movie, but the books weren't even great to begin with. Wow, you're just <laughs> digging yourself. Up. You're digging yourself into a deeper hole, man. <laughs> I will so be I writing for, last will and testament right now. And with, so for episode four, <laughs> it'll just be me and Misha. Yes, and it with will. that, I guess. <laughs> Say goodbye to Anjo, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Bye, Anjo. I don't know. I will say what I want about that franchise. I will say what I want. But it's you're, also, it's all, but that, you're not going to name the franchise while she can hear you. Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's it for Anjo. Say um, goodbye. Say your goodbyes. This is this his is finale gonna, episode. This is going to be my last <laughs> recording, guys. Uh, <laughs> he, only, he only got a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for Saboteurs episode 3 which I guess turned into a Lord of the Rings tribute of some sort but hope you liked this episode let us know in the comments what some of your favorite trilogies are and maybe we can talk about it in an upcoming episode in the meantime you've been listening to Saboteurs I'm Misha I'm Andrew and that's the last you'll hear from him and I'm MJ <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I'll say something nice. I'll say something nice about you. Final goodbye. (laughs) Final goodbye. You stupid, stupid man. (laughs) Be able to record it in the presence of my wife. We should have her on the show at some point. (laughs) We could. We could. Subbo Tours is a movie review podcast by a DJ, writer, and a filmmaker. Subbo Tours is produced, recorded, and distributed by Big Baby Studios. 